On this week's Jeep Talk Show, FCA has a bright idea and Josh does a little bashing. We also hear some recent news out of Moab, and I talk about beefing up my JKU for some harder trails. We have an interview with Brandon from Victory 4x4, who has a new line of bumpers they want you to see. We'll share your reviews and hear from the mind of Nikki G. We cover proper transfer case gear selection for winter driving. I'll give you a top 10 list of things to do to winterize your Jeep, and a tip for making oil pan gasket swaps a lot easier. Also, Cody from ShellChasers.net pops in for a discussion about differential breather tubes, all coming up on the next Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. So sit back. Strap in. And brace yourself. First week in G. So this is a joke, right? At least that's what I thought. Now, we've all heard of things like Christmas in July or other weird date-based oddities like that. And I had to double-check the calendar this week because when I heard this news, I thought it was April 1st. That's no joke that a Wrangler-based pickup is a certainty. That's going to happen, and it's probably going to be pretty awesome. Well, now enters the brain bots at FCA to think it might, if it's a good idea once, then it must be a great if we, idea if we copy it over and over again with something else entirely. The most obvious evidence of this train of thought is, of course, the name badge stealing, adopting the iconic Jeep Wave as a brand for a service package, and the general lend consistent inability to come up with an original idea. So, what have they come up with now? Well, FCA got the bright idea that Jeep fans might also want a Cherokee-based pickup leading to a more utilitarian possibilities with the brand. Or because they're bat-ass crazy, you decide. Fiat already has something along the lines of this. It's called the Toro, and it looks like a cross between a Chevy Colorado and a dung beetle. <laughs> now, just so nobody's confused by the images you see online of this thing, the rendering released de- depicts what the Fiat Toro would look like if it was wearing a Jeep Cherokee front fascia drag queen. But if by some stretch of the imagination insanity, Jeep went ahead and built this thing, biggest mistake ever, they would obviously not use Fiat's names, first smart thing you've done. And why would they when they have the untouched name badge already associated with that kind of platform? That's right. I'm guessing that they'd go after the Comanche name badge if this indeed is aborted out of an Ohio manufacturing plant. So, yeah, we're looking at a speculation within a speculation, since there's no indication that Jeep's interested in building more than one pickup, nor is there any sign of them craving to use the Cherokee as a benchmark which is probably a good thing, since this doesn't exactly look like the most rugged thing in the world, or even a Jeep for that matter. Imagine a Subaru Baja, but with dress and heels. Now, before I continue my streak of bashing, let me say that the Cherokee is actually a pretty successful model within the Jeep range. This year alone, the first half anyways, Jeep sold about 105,000 units, more, at least more than they did with a Wrangler or the Compass. Cherokee fans or buyers who actually need a pickup would certainly raise less of an eyebrow when confronted with this rendering, than, say, somebody who can't even fathom the pickup that's less capable than the 1973 Chevy Love. Now, there's a new gate on Cliffhanger Trail in Moab. And for those of you who are familiar with this, you know all about what this is and what this represents. And i got to give special thanks to David Adams, who posted this up on Facebook recently. For anybody who has seen the new gate on the Cliffhanger Trail right after the creek crossing, here is the official word from the Bureau of Land Management. There is a rancher that has a grazing permit on top of a masa back which is the mesa at the top of Cliffhanger. He usually runs less than 10 head, 10 head of cattle up there and only during the winter months. The BLM required him to install a gate to keep his cows from potentially getting into Cane Creek Road. 
There is no intention of ever having this gate locked closed. In fact, their intent is to lock it open during the months that it's not being used. If the gate is closed, the public has every right to open and proceed through, but they do recommend that you guys close the gate behind you if you are uh, up there playing. If you have driven this trail before and have paid attention, there had been a rundown wire fence in this area previously. This new gate just replaced that old dilapidated one, and no need for panic, guys. We're uprising. Public access <laughs> is still allowed. And this is just a really great example of some really good land stewardship. Uh, and, and ranchers with permits and landowners and jeepers and off-roaders, everybody coming together and, and figuring out a package and a, a, an idea, a solution to this problem that makes everybody happy. So all of you guys who are out there in Moab, Wheeling uh, regularly, you see this new gate, don't be worried. Don't get it all sketched out. And if it is closed, well, make sure you can go over there and, and open it up. And if it is locked closed, well, make sure you contact the Bureau of Land Management and let them know. Hey, that's it for this week, guys. Big thanks to all of you. Continue to help out by submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. If you got something you think that we should be reporting on or you got a response to any one of our stories, please send an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Do you have a question or comment that you'd like to hear on the show? Just call 530-675-4102 any time of the day or night and leave it on our voicemail. At my mom's house. Okay, coming up on Wrangler Talk, I'm getting my Rubicon ready so I can step it up on those trails. So stay tuned to later in the show when I tell you what I did to my Jeep Wrangler. Ooh. <laughs> hey, I want to tell you guys. Yeah, I want to tell you guys about the four x four radio network. It is a cabal, a conglomeration, a, a get-together, a hangout of a 4x4 uh, podcast that all came together, much like uh, Ultraman? No. Voltron? Yeah, Voltron. That's the one. There you go. There you go. <laughs> waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Yeah, I was trying to throw you a curve there, Josh. So uh, <laughs> all came together to put on, uh, put on a show. Everybody had a barn, so what the hell? Anyway, uh, we've got uh, the 4x4 radio. Uh, I'm sorry, the 4x4 podcast with Dan and his crew. Uh, we've got uh, the Center Steer podcast, all about Land Rovers, and we've got the Muddy Microphone podcast about uh, uh, ATVs, UTVs, uh, land use, off-road management, all kinds of good stuff over there with Greg. And of course, you got the Jeep Talk Show. So just go over to 4x4radionetwork.com, that's 4x4radionetwork.com, and listen to all those great shows and you know subscribe to everybody uh, in the process at the same time on iTunes and every place else. Uh, you'll never want to listen to any other podcast, just the ones that are on the 4x4 Radio Network. The Center Steer Podcast, a podcast by, for, and about Land Rover owners. For show number 29, this month we discuss the Range Rover Trailer Cam, the Defender takes on the Atlantic Ocean, we have our very first listener talkback segment as he tries to build a hybrid truck, the Heritage segment discusses engine offerings way back to 1948, and the M-Word, is a one-man war machine. Check out all our episodes at centersteer.com. 
So we love hearing from all of you. So be sure you guys call our voicemail at 530-675-4102. Or you can jump over to our website, jeeptalkshow.com, and you can leave us a message. Just click on the the send questions comments button. Um, so we love voicemails, people. So call in, please. Yeah, we do. And and that is uh, the speak pipe that we talk about all the time. It uh, is a little button kind of uh, uh, hanging on its side there on the, uh, the, the right side of the screen. And it just says send questions and comments. You click on that and uh, you can uh, leave us a, a voicemail uh, right there from the site. And another place you guys might want to go check out is our YouTube channel. That's Jeep or that's YouTube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. And, of course, we're always posting up new videos. We've got, uh, well, pretty much a lot of our show archive on there as well. And uh, all, all kinds of stuff getting posted all the time. We appreciate your guys' subscription. So, of course, head over to Jeep Talk Show or YouTube.com slash Jeep Talk Show and get that subscription in right now. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of thank yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Hey, we, got, we uh, want to hear from you guys where you are listening to the Jeep Talk Show at. So if you've got a creative idea of where you might be listening to the Jeep Talk Show, well, go ahead and give our voicemail line a call and uh, well, drop us a line. Let us know where you are listening to the Jeep Talk Show at. And of course, the more creative, the better. Yeah, let's send those emails to uh, info at jeeptalkshow.com. And now one of our favorite times on the Jeep Talk Show is from the mind of Nikki G. Don't talk for me. It may not be my favorite. It is, but it may oh, not be. Oh, it is. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, I want to start saying that uh, I always carry stuff to tie a load down, no matter what vehicle I'm in, whether mm-hmm. I'm in my truck or Jeep. Uh, I'm always strapping something on top or having the bungee to tailgate oh. half closed. <laughs> and uh, so with that being said, this... Uh, kid that i don't really know at work he doesn't work in my department i've seen him around his uh subaru wouldn't start so i'm in the parking <laughs> lot and he turns the key and i swear his car was talking it's going i really don't i really don't want to i really don't want really to <laughs> and uh, so we he couldn't get his car to start so he it's didn't like you're there for me, so i'm <laughs> offered to give him a ride home and it's kind of awkward because we don't really know each other and just trying to make small talk and uh, he has to pick his nose or blow his nose or whatever. But he asked for a <laughs> tissue. I said, I got some napkins in my glove box. He opens up my glove box, and there's some napkins, along with some rope and duct tape. <laughs> for the rest of the ride home, he, we drove. He had one hand on the seatbelt buckle and the other hand on the door handle, ready to, ready to out jump. at a moment's notice. And I couldn't think of anything funny to say because I was suppressing the laughter. Oh, man. <laughs> I would have tip, tipped my tinfoil hat to him and went, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just would have pulled, pulled casually over to the side of the road and looked over very sternly and said, I hope you like Vaseline. <laughs> you want to see <laughs> something really scary? <laughs> 
Well, I uh, I don't think he can uh, do better than that, but let's oh, listen to boy. our second Nikki, Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G, and uh, three things. First thing is, how come we're not hearing gobble, 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 gobble? We hear it all year long. Now it's Thanksgiving. We hardly hear it. Uh, do you pay by the gobble? And is the yeah. 2015 we budget running up. short? Is that why we don't hear judicial gobble, 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 gobble? And the second thing is, uh, I was oblivious to Matt having a child. So I didn't, didn't intentionally leave him out. I want to congratulate Matt for having a su- successful reproduction. <laughs> I thought he was going to say sex. And uh, to everybody else out there who's having a child, congratulations. Uh, we need your children as foot soldiers for when the machines rise up. So uh, have them have their training start early. Have them beat the crap out of a toaster or something. And the uh, third thing is I got stock control arms on my Jeep with uh, Moog bushings uh, into six years on them now. And uh, one, my driver's side upper control arm is starting to squeak. So I slather it up with grease, and that calms it down for a couple of weeks, and it starts squeaking again. It doesn't really bother me, but the uh, wife and kids equate noise as broke. So why is it doing that, and is there a solution? And uh, I know you're expecting something funny, but sometimes <laughs> Nick just has to be mature. <laughs> Nut strips. <laughs> Nut strips. All right, guys, you have a good one. Bye. Well, that, I'm sitting there. I'm waiting for the punchline. Yeah. I'm waiting for the punchline. I'm waiting for the punchline. Waiting for the left turn. Yeah, <laughs> well, I just—I'm not he kidding. I got to clarify. I don't—I don't even know where to go from here. Yeah, I—I'm I'm not kidding you. I got the tickles because I—I just knew, I knew he was gonna congratulate congratulate Matt on having sex. <laughs> <laughs> this well, hey, r- real quick, uh, I, I want to go ahead and, and address the control arm bushing. Uh, oh sure. For for Nikki G, um, I, I'm I'm assuming that he's got the rubber because uh, I don't think that Moog makes a polyurethane control so arm either. bushing. I think they just um, do stock. Chances chances are, time of year, probably got some moisture in there, and uh, and the grease isn't able to get in there. Maybe try a little shot of penetrating oil. Clean the area up really good. Wipe off all the excess grease. Get your uh, you know your your spritzer with the with the straw on the end of it. And try and get a little bit of penetrating oil in there, some uh, some croil or some PB blaster or something like that. Uh, if you don't have anything else, you, know, you can get some WD-40. In fact, here's something for you guys. WD and WD-40 stands for water mm-hmm. displacement. Yeah, that actually might be a good bet, a good choice in this uh, in this instance. Do that, uh, Nikki G, and then go ahead and slather some grease on it like you would. That should take care of it for a little while longer. But it sounds like you're probably going to be about ready for a replacement. Yeah, I just replace it, the whole thing, go over there to uh, Iron Man Andes and uh, pick up some nice adjustable control arms with uh, the poly uh, bushings and uh, be done with it, damn it. Although, uh, I don't think that'll do anything about uh, fixing squeaks and pops and all kinds of things. I hear all kinds of noises on mine, especially when it gets cold outside. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I had the opportunity to speak with uh, a gentleman over at Victory 4x4. Uh, it is a, a new... Uh, new company that is selling modular bumpers for uh, Jeep Cherokees, Wranglers. Uh, I think they even sell them for the TJs. And uh, I was able to, to sit down and have a, a nice long conversation. Uh, and we recorded it so we could play it back here. So uh, let's get over to that, uh, that interview and we can see all of the things that I saw <laughs> during that interview. Hey guys, well, we're back with another interview. We have an interview today with uh, Brandon Henderson. Uh, he is with Victory4x4.com, and they make some really cool things for uh, Jeep Cherokees, uh, JKs, and uh, TJs. So 
Uh, before we get started on the technical aspect of things, uh, Brandon, can you tell me a little bit about uh, yourself, where you're from, uh, how you got to this point? Uh, you know, just some background on yourself. Well, let's see. I actually lived in Virginia, moved up here, um, started got started with Victory before by four. Um, here we are, really. Um, so it's a lot more fun in Virginia then. Eh, it's a little bit warmer down there, that's for sure. <laughs> the weather up here is a lot colder. Uh, snow is something I'm definitely not used to as far as the depth and lake effects, but eh, that's what four-wheel drives for. We've got big tires and Jeeps, so we're good to go. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, surely you've got a Jeep, and uh, it must be uh, snow-wheeling must be fun. You know, down here in the south of Texas, uh, we don't see any uh, snow, so I can only imagine the, the white stuff. Yeah, it's, it's different. I mean, you can have fun with it, but it's also the ice is, doesn't matter what yeah, you drive. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. seen some videos of uh, like a TJ just sliding off a mountain sideways because yeah, yeah. of the ice. Uh, yeah. well, well, great. And so um, tell me something. Uh, the thing that was confusing to me at first was uh, I saw JCR talking about uh, Victory 4x4. What's the, but it's, it's separate companies. What's the connection between uh, Victory 4x4 and JCR? Well, so what it is, is we all know JCR makes quality products. They do. They make really good stuff. Um, they've been around for a while now. What they do is they actually produce and manufacture all of our products. Uh, so you're going to get the same great quality, same metal, uh, same welds, all that good stuff. But what it is, is it's not going to, you're not going to have all the frills as JCR. So you're not going to have the high lift points and some of the, our bumpers aren't going to have, you know, fog light provision, stuff like that. Uh, so if you want to go out and, really beat it up you're not going to feel so bad as far as damaging a 900 bumper versus a you know three four hundred dollar bumper well that's a good point uh, it's 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 functional but it's it's uh less expensive so like you say you can go out and beat the hell out of it and go ah well you know it wasn't a showpiece to start with <laughs> right exactly but, but the bumpers look very nice i mean i've been on your website and the you can see the jcr off-road quality there and uh, I think that uh, you even mentioned in your uh, YouTube video about the welds are so beautiful that you don't even, uh, they don't even grind them off. No, no, we leave it all exposed. I mean, because we just, lay, it keeps labor down for one and for two. I like, as a, as a fabrication guy, I like to see that kind of thing. Um, but a lot of people don't. Some people do. Everybody's a little different. I've never welded um, in my life, but I can appreciate a nice weld. I mean, if it's nice and smooth and looks like it was, uh, looks like somebody squirted glue to hold it together. I think that's a, a pretty weld. Yeah, yeah, it's nice if you have it all ground down and you know, uh, like uh, like I said, showroom quality. But I kind of like seeing the welds, especially on a Jeep. It's you know, a, a Jeep's not a Cadillac for for God's sake. So that's exactly right. And like I said, I mean, it's one of those things to where if you you want to go out and play with, beat it up, bang it up against rocks, trees, hey, whatever. Go for it. It's going to stand up. So, so how long has uh, Victory Four by Four been around now? Uh, we launched October fifth our website mm -hmm. this year, um, and we've just been growing and growing ever since. So, we just recently re recently released our uh, Strike Series modular bumper for the Jeep XJ, which is the only modular bumper in the industry for the Jeep XJ, our Cherokee XJ. Right. Yeah, um, got to make sure that you say which one. <laughs> the real yeah, one is exactly. what I say. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just rolls right off the tongue. I have an XJ, so I just it's usually what I say. Oh yeah, there's only one uh, Cherokee. <laughs> exactly, but yes, it is the very first modular bumper for the Cherokee XJ, um, and it's pretty cool. You can do a stubby, you can do a bull bar. Our version of the bull bar is a little bit different from everybody else's. Um, you can do a stinger, full width, 
you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually add a winch plate to it, E-ring tabs. It's it's completely modular. So yeah, that's really it cool. With it now, how does that? Uh, what is how does that affect the strength uh, of the bumper? That was my main concern whenever I first saw this, the modular aspect of it. I mean, I, I love the bolt-on idea. But uh, to me, uh, it being welded together is going to be much stronger than bolted. Is that just something that uh, I'm uh, uh, incorrect in assuming? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, we trail test, test all of our products. Um, it's all still made out of 316-inch steel. So it's definitely not going anywhere. And the bolts that we use, I mean, they're, they're super strong. Uh, there's four mounting points to each end cap. I mean, that's, that's absolutely not going nowhere. Uh, and, and if you, for some reason, want to take it off, you know, for that modular stubby look, you can absolutely do that. And it's easy enough to do that as well. Um, but like I said, we definitely trail test all of our products. And I actually uh, <laughs> hit mine up against a tree the other day and it didn't even budge. The tree, I'm sure, did. <laughs> uh, it was a pretty big tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, they knew you were there. So basically what you're saying is if you want to be going off-road and you want that stubby so that you can uh, uh, get that better uh, angle, uh, uh, attack angle, you can do it. And then whenever you're uh, you're back home and taking the, the missus out to a, a fancy dinner, you can put the stubby bits back on so it looks more uh, 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 fancy. <laughs> yeah, it, it takes no time to do it, too. I mean... It's very simple. Mm-hmm. It's very modular. So, I mean, yes, if you want that clean, sleek look, you can just rock the base with the end caps, which is my favorite look. I like that look. Sure. More of a simple kind of guy. But if you want a big stinger or, you know, the bull bar in the front of it, any type of bar that we offer, or even a winch, I mean, mm-hmm. you can certainly do that. Well, uh, that's well, neat. Yeah, I certainly like the aspect of buying what you what you need or you want and not having to buy, you know, uh, the this is what you got. You can have this choice of this big huge thing or you can have this choice of this big huge thing. And of course the the $900 is kind of is kind of hard to uh, to swing sometimes, especially if uh uh the lady is uh, doing the uh the, the paying the bills. So, um <laughs> it's kind of hard to hide things whenever Well, <laughs> you're married like me. We all know our women like to change our minds hey, hey, or hey. change their minds. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the beautiful thing about the modular as well is you can build it per your budget. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you just want to start off with the base, and then eventually you want to add the end caps or the bar or the winch plate. I mean, you can kind of go from there. Um, like I said, I, I know I like to change my mind as well. I can't tell you how many bumpers and just different wheels and tires and things I've had on my Jeep because I get bored of looking at it. So, mm-hmm. you know, this, this kind of eliminates all that. Well, uh, I mentioned the video earlier. Uh, if, you, uh, if you want, let's take a moment and uh, have a look at that video. Hi, I'm Brandon. And today we're going to talk about an issue that affects us all. Jeep parts addiction. I know a lot of us have killer build plans for our rigs. The problem is it keeps us up at night wondering how we're going to pay for it all. I've already sold all my stock parts on Craigslist. How much is a kidney worth? You could always float the mortgage. Heck, it'll come back next month. Or, not ashamed to admit, I could always go back to dancing. Some of you try to overcome your addiction by buying inferior brands that come from China. That is bad. Don't support communism. We are Victory 4x4, affordable Jeep armor made right here in America. Take that, China. So how do we do it, you ask? We scrap the features you'll never need. We lay down welds too pretty to grind off, and we definitely don't support our racing habit with the sales of our bumpers. So check us out at victory4x4.com. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to give me a call. That's right, that number goes to my desk. 
Not no automatic voice messaging service, not press one to speak to such and such, me. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Stupid press one to speak English. <laughs> exactly what country are we in? <laughs> America. That's right. Yeah, there was uh, there was two funny things in there. The, the don't support communism, and then the uh, <laughs> the uh, uh, that last one about the uh, the the voicemail thing. So yeah, good video <laughs> there. That was uh, that was really nice. Uh, so was that something that you guys put together yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, very nice. Well, we're, we're we're trying to target there is you're never going to get some press two or three or whatever. You know how it is. It can be a pain when you're trying to get a hold of a big company. Um, so you're never going to get that. You're always going to get me. Uh, and if for some reason I'm busy, you'll get my voicemail, but I will call you back. It's not going to be any two or three days either. It's right. going to be within either the hour or 24 hours. Um, as far as the communist mark, remark, uh, basically what, what that was about was all of our products are obviously made in America right here in Portage, Michigan. Our metal, everything that we use, nothing is imported. Um, so why put know chinese made stuff or imported stuff on your american made jeep this doesn't make sense to me i can't believe people would pay the shipping uh from from china all the way over here because the i mean i've bought little small electronic things and the 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 shipping was just you know huge i mean uh the cost of the device made it uh reasonable enough but a bumper good lord that must cost a lot of money to ship so uh now, now i know you have bumpers for the xj and the JK, and I believe the TJ is that. Does that cover all the ones that you're uh, you're selling bumpers for? All the short waist, short wheelbase products we're coming out with now. We're actually in production. Um, the front and rear modular bumper for the Cherokee XJ. Mm-hmm. Um, we just finished all those up, so those are actually available now. Our frame shop bumpers for the JK front and rear. Um, those are available as well as our Strike Series, which is a modular bumper front and rear for the um, JK as well. Is is now out. Um, all of our Products are available on our website at www.victory4x4.com. Um, and that'll give you the prices and a lot of the stuff we do have in stock. We're trying not to have a crazy lead time on all the stuff, but the, the brand new stuff that we release, obviously, we're you know producing as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the stuff is it does take a while to prototype and, and actually put out because we don't want anything out there that's not exactly perfect. Oh, yeah. You, know? you don't want bad word of mouth. You only want good word of mouth. And uh, and, that, and that's kind of a question I had too. What kind of feedback are you getting from your customers? Um, we have actually had really good feedback. Uh, I love seeing all the pictures that people oh, post yeah. on Facebook and things like that. Um, you know, if I'm available at one o'clock in the morning, I'm going to answer a question. It doesn't matter. Uh, especially if you hit me up on Facebook, mm-hmm. on our Facebook page or email, or obviously I'm not in the office to take a phone call, but uh, if you hit me up on social media, a lot of times I'm pretty much available comes right to my phone so unless i'm busy then i will answer any questions or take any comments or any of that stuff yeah you got to be doing something right you can't be the social media mecca for the uh for the company uh you have to be <laughs> doing some work there i'm sure so Absolutely. um so uh, i'm sorry did you say that the tj was also uh supported with uh, with your product yes we're actually doing the uh, strike series for that as well right now uh it's going to be our, our modular series great and the uh, would that be front and rear bumpers uh, at the time, yes, we are working on a rear bumper. Okay. Tire carrier on that one, I would assume? Um, not at the moment. We're still trying to get some things out there. But, I mean, that's the uh, plan, though, right? 
We're working on something. We'll <laughs> okay, good. Well, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't let all our secrets no, out. no, but I can't imagine anybody wanting a, a TJ bumper without uh, a spare tire on it. Uh, I mean, if you're going off road, I mean, I, I guess there's other places you can carry a spare tire, but the TJ is so small anyway. That's that's usually the best place to put one. Uh, and I'm asking because we still have a, a stock bumper on the on our 2003 TJ that my my wife drives. Uh, but we do have a JCR off-road bumper on the front. Um, beautiful, beautifully done. And, and I, that's why I know the work is uh, going to be so nice uh, for the, the victory bumpers since the uh, since JCR is building those things for you. Now, that was the other thing that you mentioned that I wanted to ask you about is uh, the delivery time. Because everybody, you know, when they spend that money, uh, like they're used to spending it at Amazon and it comes the next day. <laughs> what kind of lead right. time? I know, you know, bumpers are different than buying stuff from Amazon. So what kind of lead time are you guys seeing on, on the products? Depends on the product right now. Um, I mean, first and foremost, quality is key. That's number one. Uh, so a lot of times you got to slow it down in order to move forward. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, get your eyes and hands on that bumper and just produce a quality product. Um, can't rush quality. Quality kind of sometimes does take a little bit of time. A lot of our stuff, victory-wise, is actually in stock. It's a lot easier to make than the JCR stuff, uh, as far as labor-wise. But like all of our strike series for the JK is in stock. Um, we actually got some XJ stuff that we're working on getting stocked up right now, as far as our uh, strike series bumpers go. Um, and like I said, the the TJ stuff, short wheelbase stuff, uh, we are still in production stages, so that's almost done. Okay. So that's gonna be, that's going to be here. In the near future. Well, I have we're to, excited. I'm sorry. We're excited about it. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's a new company and uh, a lot of nice products there, and especially having something that is uh, different having that modular ability. Uh, I, I think there are some, uh, some modular, other modular bumpers out there, but they don't really, uh, to me, they don't capture the, the Jeep spirit. They look more like something that you would see uh, on people that, that uh, don't go off road. I mean, they're, they're bumpers, but they don't all rated. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to, I hate to, I hate to go that route, that route, but uh, yeah, pretty much that it's a, it's a thing to be seen, not to be used. Uh, especially the stingers that uh, just have these, uh, wimpy little bolts that, uh, you know, bolt to the top of the bumper. And I know you're not supposed to pull on the stingers anyway. Uh, they're basically just uh, like light bars, but, uh, uh, but it's still nice to have something a little more, uh, rigidly attached to the bumper because especially if you get into a crash, so um, let's uh, let's tell the folks how they can reach you. Uh, if you want to give out your, your phone number as well, that's fine. But uh, I think you've got a couple of social media uh, things. I, I think you're on uh, uh, Facebook, maybe Instagram. Uh, just just tell the folks where they can uh, look out uh, look out for you. According, of course, the website as well. Absolutely, the website is victory4x4.com, and same thing for the Facebook page. Um, you can get our uh, you can reach me on email at info at victory4x4.com. Or you can always give me a shout, call me for English. Never going to have any uh, plus two for Spanish or any of that stuff. <laughs> uh, phone number is 269-459-8447. And our business hours are from 9 to 6, Monday through pretty much Friday. Actually, mon- 9 to 6, Monday through Thursday, 9 to 5 on Friday. Ooh, early on Friday. Nice. So uh, a if, if a Spanish-speaking uh, uh, off-roader wants to buy a, uh, a modular bumper from you, uh, how do they talk to you? You get on a translator? Or? translator. <laughs> <laughs> I get that app on my phone, I guess. I don't know. There you go. Uh, 
Well, Brandon, thanks a lot uh, for joining us here tonight, and uh, we hope to see more of you. And uh, well, oh, also too, I wanted to ask you. So you're available on forums, I would assume, some Jeep forums. Yes. Yeah. So, any. Any. It's pretty much anything that JCR is affiliated with. We we will pretty much be as far as that goes. Any forum like, like JK Freaks or you know, things like that. I don't want to name too many forums because I don't just dig myself a hole. Somebody will contact me. Why didn't you name my forum? But yeah. Well, uh, well yes, you know we we're you know we're associated with xjtalk.com, right? Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just baiting you. I was trying to see if I could get you to say that or not, but that's okay. <laughs> thanks that's again. All good. Yeah, thanks again. We uh, really enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. Well, a great interview uh, there with Brandon, and oh, yeah. uh, it was fun. Uh, it's always fun talking to people uh, about the the products, and uh, I uh, I can see that they're probably going to be doing a lot of business uh, with that product. Absolutely, yeah. Checking out their website, a lot of cool stuff there. I was already doing some kind of some window shopping and stuff. You know that rear bumper tie-in kit uh, is on my radar now. So uh, yeah, Victory Four by Four. You guys just made it to my bookmark list. Did yep. you guys notice in the video um, the Jeep he was driving? What was above his head? No, I'm, uh, I missed that part. I, I saw a, the CB was mounted backwards. No, he had a, a spider web <laughs> shade. Oh. Did you what notice color what was color it? it was? What color was it? Probably red. It was purple. No. I think that was just the light. Yeah. That, was clearly, that was clearly uh, uh, some no, kind of a, a lens purple. flare effect <laughs> that was going on because. Uh, yeah, I'll point something out to you, uh, Tammy, that he owns an XJ. He said it in the interview. So that uh, commercial was some other, you know, person. Uh, their, Maybe he their has Jeep. two Jeeps. He doesn't. He, he, when you have an XJ, you don't need two. Oh, hush. <laughs> unless, it's, <laughs> unless it's another XJ. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy he says with absolute conviction uh-huh. <laughs> i'm fighting words tony hey, it was meant to be oh, i love okay. fighting uh <laughs> all hey, right guys well, if you know somebody out there who's got a product that uh, maybe they want to talk about or perhaps uh you're out there as a vendor and you want to get the word out about your product or your company well we definitely have room uh, to do an interview for you you can send us an email to find out what that's going to take to info at jeeptalkshow.com of course, you can always give us a call on our 24-7 voicemail line, 530-675-4102. And uh, let us know that you're interested in doing an interview, and we'll get in touch with you, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, it's pretty pretty well open. Um, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, we can be contacted a bunch of different ways. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the, the best way is the info, uh, and I'll just tell a little inside baseball secret here. Info at JeepTalkShow.com goes to all three of us. So, That's right. So if you're worried about Tony missing it... <laughs> on one of the other avenues send it to info at jeeptalkshow.com and all three of us will see it especially now today that i fixed the email problem right tammy yes finally <laughs> jeez oh, you know better late than never i suppose yeah. <laughs> she's only been a part of this show for how long know. <laughs> i fat fingered almost one a of, year uh, it's been a year i fat fingered a couple of the numbers uh from uh the the yeah, forwarding email address yeah and uh, i just i didn't catch it till today of course tammy didn't tell me that she wasn't getting the emails so there you go. It's only half my fault. Well, hey, something we enjoy getting all the time is reviews from you guys. Yeah, we, we get those from all over the place, from Facebook, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, geez, Twitter, YouTube, <laughs> on the websites, Facebook, you name it, guys. We uh, love getting the reviews, the comments, the, the constructive criticism, the pats on the back, all that kind of stuff. And we definitely have some to share with you tonight. 
Um, this first one is from Maximim Lefabre. Good I'm job. He God bless could you. be related to um, Brett Favre. Favre. Anyway, just kidding. Um, <laughs> hi. Hi, hi. Tammy. Tony, hi. Josh. Hello. I, I just bought my first Jeep, and I think your show is awesome. I will probably start building my build next year, starting with a new lift plus new tires and wheels. I would really like to hear what you have to say about that, considering that my Jeep is a two-door automatic 3.6 liter. and That's the ratio. That's the differential ratio. Right. His gears are 3 to 21, right? Did I say that right? Yeah. Um, congratulations mm-hmm. for your 200th episode and good luck or keep up the good work and good luck. I'm sure that was from uh, a Facebook chat that uh, one of us had with, uh, with Maxim, Maximine, Maximin, Maxime Lefebvre. I'm trying. That sounds good. I mean, it, <laughs> again, it's that conviction thing that uh, really right. sells it. Well, you know, uh, as far as the three, six liters go, you know, personally, my opinion on those, uh, definitely worth an engine swap. I think those are probably <laughs> one of the most anemic engines that Jeep ever made. That being it's said, so sad. Yeah. that being said, they are a reliable motor and there is a fair amount of aftermarket support for them. Um, you know, a little lift wheels and tires, not a bad bet. I would, however, consider maybe stepping down the, the grade of those, maybe going used first and, uh, and looking into some armor if you don't already have some. Uh, wheels and tires is going to put you in a different category of wheeling and that's going to get you in trouble. And when you're in trouble, the best thing that's going to save you is armor. So I would definitely consider putting some armor at the top of your short list, uh, making that part of your budget. Never wheel alone and make sure you have toe points. Um, yeah, and the other thing, uh, you get the tires up very, very tall. You're gonna maybe start looking at uh, the uh, the gears needing to be uh, increased Absolutely. or decreased, depending on how you look at it. Uh, so big can, budget there. So yeah, you know, really maybe be even plan for about eight hundred to a grand just for your gears, uh, and and that's gonna be one thing you're gonna want to do sooner than later, especially if you go with bigger tires. Uh, you're gonna find that uh, that little three point six liter is not gonna be able to keep up with the tires and that gear ratio. So uh, yeah, gears will definitely be also on the top of your short list. Well, he didn't mention it in the in the review, but uh, it could be an automatic transmission. I'm sorry, a standard transmission. And if it's standard, those gears wouldn't be too too bad. You can uh, you can do a lot uh, with a standard transmission that uh, uh, that you can't with an automatic when it comes to the gear uh, ratio not being. Uh, but it depends. Very low. It depends on how big uh, his tires. He right. Wants I mean, to yeah. I don't know what kind of lift he might be. Just talking about a budget boost and some 31s. Uh, he may be talking about a four and a half inch lift and some 35s. You know, I, I'm, I don't know. Uh, he does have an automatic transmission, though. We know that. Oh, I um, didn't see that. Yeah. Two yeah door so auto. you know, he's he's ah, kind of yes. stuck in, the, in a certain regard as far as that goes, and, and he's going to be looking definitely towards a gear set uh, for the, for the axles, both front and rear. Uh, to to get that back to where it needs to be. All right. Well, we'll hopefully we'll hear uh, more from that gentleman uh, or, or that Jeeper uh, very soon and see uh, how things go in the future. Please keep us up to date. So now we have a review from iTunes uh, from Scout Nate eighty uh, seven. This came in on December the second, so very recently. Uh, he says, "Great show. Hey guys, I love the show. I'd like to hear more Overland talk." You guys should definitely look up Expedition Overland on YouTube. Really great show. Always hope to hear some JK talk as well. Now, uh, again, going uh, going back behind the, the curtain here a little bit, I thought it was interesting that uh, the, this person also reached out to Tammy 
to give her some information about uh, Lyft and uh, uh, right. some of the things that she might want to look at doing on uh, on her JKU. And uh, Tammy, what was it? What Lyft size did he recommend? I don't recall. I think it was the three and a half inch. Three, uh, well, actually, it was three about. and a half or was four inches. Was this on inches. YouTube? No, no. This is an email that he sent us. Oh, the email. Okay. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and I responded uh, quite uh, graciously with, uh, "It's not easy being right all the time." Thank you for telling Tammy she needs a four-inch lift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with Tammy on this. I, I'm all, I'm all for a low center of gravity build, and and they can be oh, done yeah, yeah. on the JKs very easily. So, um, you know, to, to say that it's impossible to get thirty fives with only two inches of lift, uh, it's not true. Well, uh, well, can, actually, be done, okay, because he can. was talking about the tire rub. Yeah, that I was going to say yeah. he was actually he was talking about it, the fit's fine, but the problem was going off road and it rubbing on things. What was it? The uh, the it ruby the rails. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the back um, of the back of the Rubicon rails, the stock Rubicon yeah. rails. They the the corners of those kind of protrude out a little bit, and, and as you know, as you lift, uh, you know, you got to correct where the position of that axle is, and, mm-hmm. and the rears of the of those uh, of the JKs. As you go higher up, it's going to pull that axle forward a little bit more, and it's going to get a little bit closer to the to the uh, to the rock rail. So you got to make sure you reset the position of that rear axle after a big lift. And you have to be careful with the uh, by how much you move it forward because you only have a limited amount of uh, stretch on that drive shaft. That's right. Well, I know people have cut those ruby rails at an angle, and they've. Um, Oh yeah, they can be modified very, right. uh, you know, relatively easily. Put a you know, cap on uh, them. you want to cap them, of course, because you don't want to get any moisture in there and and have right. that sitting around and and causing rust issues or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely fixes, you know, without having to go and and drop, you know, four hundred bucks on a, on a new set of rock rails or or you know, go to your local fabricator and and uh, and wait for three months while they while they uh, make something up special for you. So you know, there's definitely uh, you know options out there for you guys. And I know for me, I have the rock sliders on, which I wonder if that would be affected, but I could. I could take my ruby rails off and just leave my rock sliders on. There you go. Well, hey, we got another uh, uh, review from uh, iTunes by Timmy Six Gun. Now, now take your time off. on this one. Right. <laughs> uh, the, he did give us a five-star <laughs> review. And, and here, I'm just going to go ahead and, and, uh, and go ahead and start talking about this novel that he wrote us. Um, and he plain and simply says, I listen to them. <laughs> we can't expect much more, folks. We really you can't expect much. through that much too fast. Review. <laughs> favorite review. Literally it's great. Yeah. a four-word review uh, from Timmy Six Gun. And, and really, though, Timmy, thanks, man. Really oh, it's perfect. It. Keep, up, keep up listening. Make sure you guys are spreading the words. And keep those reviews coming, folks. Really appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, making, making light of this, but I don't care if it's one word, as long as it's not a four-letter uh, review. <laughs> well... <laughs> I, although I guess that could be good too. That could be a compliment. Good. <laughs> I don't think that's the four letter word he was talking about. No, no, no. All right. Well, now let's talk about uh, XJ Talk. So uh, this is a little something we do to tell you guys about. Uh, like I said in that interview, our affiliation with XJTalk.com. It's a little uh, website that uh, was set up and uh, uh, to uh, bring people in that have uh, the Jeep Cherokee, the 1984 through. Uh, 2001 model, of course, and uh, it's been in business over there for about five years or so. Uh, lots of uh, things going on, lots of help, uh, and uh, we like to bring a little information to you about the site to help you know make sure that you guys are aware of it, especially you XJ guys. But XJs and other Jeeps, uh, uh, other than XJs, are uh, more than welcome at the site. 
Absolutely. So one of the more popular threads over on the web's most premier Jeep site, xjtalk.com, <laughs> is the what did you order lately thread. Seems like every day there's a new post of someone who ordered a new gun, Jeep part, or case of James, who aka Blue Dragon 436, a post of a link to a website that is sure to cause me to fling myself headlong into bankruptcy. I'm not kidding either. It's called OnlineLEDStore.com, and they're going to be the end of me, or at least my bank account anyways. If you want to brag about your latest acquisition or see the cool stuff other people are checking out, or just head over to XJTalk.com and look in the, look in the forums for What Did You Order Lately thread. We'll see you guys there. Well, you're speaking about Cherokees, we've got a recent uh, addition to our family who's actually got a recent addition to his family. And uh, he takes the Cherokee's big brother, the Grand Cherokee, out for a little bit of a spin. We got a little something from the one and only Cody from TrailTracers.net, who is a recent new daddy. Yeah, congratulations again, uh, Cody. And uh, we actually get to hear a little bit about uh, little baby talk in this segment. Hey, guys, it's Cody with TrailTracers.net. Um, coming to you with a new episode of Grand Adventure. So a couple weeks ago, I uh, changed the oil in the WJ. And if you heard some of the early versions of my uh, episodes, you'll find out why. I blew up my engine because I wasn't paying attention to the oil in it. And to be honest, I can't afford another $3,000 for another engine. So I'm pretty damn diligent on my oil changes. So got under there to change the oil filter and found that the differential breather tube was cracked and broken open. There was a decent size hole in the diff breather. If you're not familiar with it, on your Jeep uh, front and rear axles, there is a tube that allows the uh, differential to breathe for, I guess that's why they call it a breather. Um, but the, the downside is that depending on how it's run, it can also allow water to, and dirt to get in. So with mine being cracked down low by the control arms, it's very possible that, you know, water either from driving in the rain or going in a, a small water crossing could infiltrate the differential and ruin the fluid. And you have to replace the whole thing. I live in Southern California where there is no water, but for those of you that don't live here, you, you this might be an issue. So the next time you're changing your oil, uh, I suggest you look at those differential breather tubes and see if they need to be replaced. Uh, in the case of my O1WJ, the tube ran into the engine compartment and set kind of low. So I went and bought some tubing from AutoZone and replaced it and extended it all the way up to the top of where the hood latches. And I zip tied it to in a couple spots. I made sure I had enough slack to where when the when the axle dro uh, dropped, it wasn't going to pull out. And then I put a um, brass barbed fitting on the end of it to make sure that nothing was going to work its way in there. You can go to jeeptalkshow.com slash Amazon and do a search for diff breather and you'll find all kinds of kits to, to do this. ARB makes them and there's I think one called Barracuda or Piranha or something where you can um, buy these kits that will help you do this. But ultimately you just need to make sure that your breather tube is uh, a good solid piece of tube and it gets up high enough to where you're not having to worry about the water getting in there because once it does, it will break down the uh, the lube inside your differential housing and you'll have to replace it all over again. And I just did that service. I don't want to have to do it again. So that's it for the grand adventure. Um, on a personal note, I didn't do anything to my Jeep last weekend because my wife was pushing a person out of her lady parts. And I'm happy to say that little Presley Quinn made it into the world on Friday the 13th. And uh, that little baby girl has already got me wrapped around her fingers. 
Um, I'm hoping to get her out wheeling as soon as possible, but I don't think that'll be for a while. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. And thank you to all of you in the community that have reached out and, and congratulated me and my wife. And uh, we're both doing fine, just working on how to uh, figure out how to sleep and raise a kid at the same time. So if you've got any suggestions, <laughs> let me know. Other than that, thanks for the time, guys. Uh, check us out at trailchasers.net, on Instagram at the, the Trail Chasers, and Twitter uh, at Trail Chasers, and on Facebook, which is Facebook slash uh, Trail Chasers. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. Bye. You got tech questions? Ah, oh, what do I ever? We have answers. Oh, that's good. because I, I It's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. Yahoo! One of the questions we get all the time is, what is the proper gear or transfer case selection when driving off-road or in different conditions or on different terrain? Well, Tammy's got a question for us and uh, has some personal experience in this category. Tammy, what do you got? Well, last winter, we got tons of snow here in Maryland, and the plows didn't come into our neighborhood. So I thought, you know, I'm going to go out in my Jeep and tool around in this snow, and I was in fresh Untracked oh. <laughs> snow in the whole neighborhood. And I'm like, honey, I'm going to go out and drive around. I'm just going to check to see if the plow has been on any of the roads. And I was out for two hours in my neighborhood oh, that's um, awesome. making fresh tracks. It was so awesome. So there is um, nothing, anyway. There is nothing oh. like driving through yeah. fresh snow. Seriously. Oh, it is it just was, one of the greatest things ever. And it was more than just like this much snow. I mean, like an inch. It was like a foot or more of snow. Now so anyway, I was in four low <laughs> driving around in the snow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like months later, I was telling this story and they're like, you were driving in the snow in four low. You're supposed to be in four high. And it wasn't until um, just this week I started thinking about it again because I've been seeing Jeeper snow pictures because I guess it's snowing in the in the north. So, you know, and was I doing it wrong? Was I supposed to be in four high? And now, mind you, I was in the neighborhood, so I was, you know, driving. So 20. you were doing about 75 or 80. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. Gee, <laughs> right. kids, get out hey. of the way. Right. Slutters well, beware. Typically, four low is reserved for, you know, around sub 10 mile per hour range. Mm -hmm. It's because of the high RPMs in the transfer case, the gears are spinning. You know, the the lower the range, the higher the, the spin of the gears inside. And and obviously, with uh, with everything that's got a mesh inside of there, the transfer case fluid uh, can get burned up pretty easy if it's if it's being used a little too hard. So if you're you know if your speeds are a little high, regardless of the terrain, when you're in four low, uh, chances are you you're in the wrong gear selection. Ten miles per hour under, maybe stretching up to fifteen, something around twenty five miles per hour in four low, you're going way too fast. So loose sand, four low, Lo hard pack sand, four high. Same thing goes for snow. Loose snow, like fresh powder, four low. You're keeping it slow, making sure that you know there's nothing hiding underneath the powder uh, that you might uh, that you might catch with your differential or something like that. But if it's hard packed snow and uh, and you're doing you know some tooling out to the uh, to the grocery store or something like that, maybe heading to work, hitting the freeways, arterial roads, something like that, four high is okay uh, because you're going to be you know up to those 35 mile per hour range or or more uh, depending on what the conditions are like. So obviously if it's icy might be a good idea just to stay home anyways um, but if you're heading out to the trails uh, a lot of snow and stuff on the ground uh, or you're or like tammy you want to head out into the into the, uh, the neighborhood and do some cookies and stuff like that um four low or four high just mind your speed be careful of what you're doing where you're going and just plan accordingly so and i wasn't of course, wrong 
Yeah. yeah. You know, you didn't do anything wrong. Uh, I don't know how fast you were going or what no, your I average speed was like. So, you know, I can't say, slow. I can't really chastise you for, you know, doing the wrong thing because I don't know that you were doing the wrong thing. There's there's not a lot that you can do I wrong. I never do anything wrong. Right. There's, right. <laughs> there, I mean, you you're a sensible driver. You've been driving for a while. You you have an idea of what uh, the engine should sound like when you're driving uh, right. any vehicle. And uh, really, that's what we're talking about here is RPMs. And uh, you just exactly. you, do, you don't want the RPMs running real high on the engine because it could potentially right. so damage it. So it had nothing it. to do with the snow. It's just how how fast you're going. Right. Yeah. I mean, terrain is definitely one thing. Obviously, right. you don't want to be doing 40 miles per hour and four low over a bunch of rocks. That's right. probably going to be a bad idea. Um, but, you know, it's common sense. An ounce of common sense really goes a long way. And the uh, biggest thing you want to take away from this, guys, is regardless of what is going on, you never, ever want to drive with four-wheel drive on cement. Mm -hmm. uh, even if it's wet, you know, raining or something like that, even on dry cement, absolutely not on dry cement. Unless you have like an NV242 or a 249, which has the viscous decoupler in it, which enables you to, uh, to do that. They have the basically a full-time four-wheel drive option. So, hey, Jeeper, speaking of ice and snow, winterizing your Jeep or even your daily driver is just as important as buckling up. So, here's some winterization tips to help you guys uh, keep you in gear all winter long. You want to flush the cooling system and replace the coolant. If you have added water at all over the summer or if it's been a couple years since you've done a cooling system flush, it's a good idea to flush the system and get the right ratio of antifreeze in there to prevent your block from freezing and, of course, making a very, very bad day. Uh, check your windshield wiper blades. If your blades are worn or older than one year, make sure you replace them. It'd be a shame if you can't see where you're going. Replace your windshield washer fluid as well. Use the stuff with de-icer in it. That's what I use. It helps really cut through on those frosty mornings, uh, and it's a lot better than chucking water or vinegar on your windshield. Uh, check your battery, of course, as well. Very cold temperatures can reduce a vehicle's battery power by up to 50% or more. Have your battery serviced and load tested. That's very important, having the load test done to check its ability to hold a charge. If the battery is more than four and a half years old, it might be a good idea to replace it anyways. You, of course, want to check your tire pressure. As the temperature drops, your tires will likely lose pressure. While you're at it, make sure there's air in the spare and uh, that all the proper tire changing equipment is in the vehicle. Uh, it would really be a shame if you slide into curb, lose a bead on the tire, and be stranded because you forgot to pack a tire iron. You want to make sure you get your brake system checked and properly working or worn brakes can cause all sorts of issues on winter roads. Have the pads, rotors, drums, and shoes inspected to make sure that they have plenty of life left. And don't forget the brake fluid. Brake fluid actually draws moisture. So if it's been several years, you might be time. It might be due for a flush. Uh, make sure your tires have plenty of tread. Worn tires on slick road conditions are extremely dangerous. Winter driving conditions presents uh, you know, wet and snowy and or icy roads. You definitely want to make sure that you have tread. You're not uh, rolling around on belts. Uh, and if you don't know the condition of your tires, or you're not sure what to look for, just head over to your local tire shop. They'll take care of you. Keep the gas tank as full as possible. This is for a number of reasons, guys. Running out of gas in freezing conditions would not be good. So having a full tank of gas not only helps in the case of bad weather, but also helps prevent moisture from freezing in the gas lines and keeps more weight over the rear axle, and that will aid in traction. So once again, guys, a full tank of gas is really a good idea in the winter, especially if you live in, uh, in areas where the winters are long and cold. So having all that extra airspace in your tank by, uh, by running it low, well, it just creates condensation, and all that condensation then drips back down to the tank, and water and fuel don't mix. And when that water gets sucked up by the pump and gets thrown into the gas lines, which are not insulated, they can freeze, and, well, guess who's not going anywhere? 
make sure you guys get a tune-up. The last thing you want in the middle of a snow run or a snowstorm is to break down. And our 10th and final tip for your winterization for your Jeep or your daily drivers, pack a safety kit in an emergency situation on or off the road. It can arise at any time. So like our friends at Warren Winches say, go prepared. Here are some suggestions to, of items to carry in your rig. A flashlight, flares, and a first aid kit, jumper cables, a toolkit, and tire chains, blanket, warm clothes, warm hat and gloves, paper towels, and or a rag or dish towel, a bag of salt or kitty litter for added traction when a tire is stuck. Floor mats are also a good alternative, so if you're running without, it might be a good excuse to run a set. A snow brush, ice scraper, and a snow shovel are also good to have. And of course, extra windshield washer fluid. And absolutely, here's the most important thing, extra food and bottled water. If you get stranded, you're going to be there for a while. You definitely want to make sure that you can survive. If you guys got tips for winterization of your vehicle, make sure you send us in your list or your tips and suggestions to info at jeeptalkshow.com. We'd love to hear your guys' take on what you do to winterize your Jeep. Shut up and listen. Shut up. Shut up and- so shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey, shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G-Mama. Hey, Tony and Josh. Um, you know, when I first got my Jeep and when I first found out about modifications, I struggled and struggled. What am I going to do? And everyone told me recovery points first. Um, and so I did my bumper and then I did my rock sliders um, and my recovery gear. And so now I'm, you know, as I'm off-roading, I want to, you know, step it up and get on some tougher trails, some blue trails. There are labeled by color out at Roush Creek where I go, they're more difficult, they're rockier. Um, and as I got under my Jeep um, this last time, I noticed it was pretty dinged up. The underneath was scraped, um, especially the gas tank um, skid plate. And my Rubicon still has just the stock skid plates, which are the gas tank, the EVAP canister, and the transfer case. And then there's this little cross-member bar um, up near the front and um, it doesn't really cover anything it just kind of maybe will push things out of the way but the oil pan and the transmission have no coverage whatsoever so I decided that was going to be my first purchase of beefing up my undercarriage of the Jeep Wrangler so I bought the the more um, M-O-R-E and Josh you might have to help me again mountain That's off-road mountain, mountain off-road engineering you got it thank you um, oil pan and transmission skid plate. And I was so excited when this thing came in. It's a great piece of armor. Um, but unfortunately, the past three months, I've had moderate back pain. And the doc told me that I can't lift. I'm not supposed to aggravate my back. So bummer. That meant that I wasn't going to able to install my skid plate. But good news. I have a friend whose husband is a vehicle fixer-upper junkie. I think he probably has... I don't know, seven, six or seven vehicles in their yard. He's fixing up. One of them's um, an XJ, Tony and Josh, you'd be happy. Another one is a really, really old um, Jeep Wrangler. I couldn't even begin to tell you um, what year it was. So anyway, I drove my Jeep to his house one Saturday and we got to work. Um, so actually, I would say my... Um, Back pain was a blessing in disguise because I don't think I would have been able to do this skid plate myself, um, just because I don't have the I didn't have the proper tools. We had to loosen up the motor mount bolts to um, attach the brackets for the skid plate, and they were very hard to loosen up, even with his impact gun drill. Um, 
and he did end up um, stripping one of the threads. And I was like, oh my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I have to go pick up my son. We got to go to family fun night. This guy had every tool you could think of. So he had this kit that you can re-thread um, the bolts. So we did that and I was like, whew, thank God. And so after we did that, um, we got that attached. We then had to drill a little hole into where the cross member bar, I remember I told you about that little cross member bar. Um, we had to take that off. That's no longer on my Jeep. Um, and if you go to my blog today, my post, you can see pictures of how it's scraped up. And there was actually a pretty big ding in that. Um, so it's a good thing that I'm getting this skid plate on. So anyway, they, the company sent two bolts with um, the skid plate that would go to attach it to where the cross member bar was. Um, and you notice on my blog, there's a picture of one bolts, uh, probably, I don't know, an inch and a half, two inches long, and then the other one's maybe an inch. Um, but they both needed to be an inch. And I'm like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And he's like, oh, no big deal. We can just, you know, cut it off. So that's what we did. Um, he had the tools to do it. So anyway, we put those in, and it was all good to go. It was it was pretty simple if you have the correct tools. Um, so anyway, it's all on. It's shiny, no scrapes on it. So I just, I'm really excited to hit the trails to see if I'm going to, if there's going to be any scrapes there. But now my oil pan and my transmission, knock on wood, they're protected. And of course, today's, my blog today has all the pictures of the install, the story behind it. And you can go check that out at www.jeepmama.com. Dot com and mama is spelled M-O-M-M-A. Um, so anyway, that's today's blog, and now it's on to what am I going to do next to my Jeep besides going off-roading. <laughs> so I'm going to have to figure out. Actually, I might have to do the gas tank skid plate because there, there was a big ding in that. I probably now am down to maybe 17 gallons in my gas tank oh, instead of 19, I think. <laughs> and the guy says, it's all right. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's okay. So, yeah, the guy, yeah. So your, your, videos. Your, your question, are you sure? Well, yeah, he was sure. Yeah. It wasn't his Jeep. <laughs> no, I know. He's like, it's okay. You'll save gas money every time you fill up. Yeah, it saves you gas and uh, doesn't get you as far on the same amount of money. Right. All right. But, well, that's great. That's interesting stuff. I'm glad. Uh, and I have checked out some of those pictures. Uh, nice skid plate. I was going to ask how it was connected. I always wonder about how you know how you connect something uh, underneath the Jeep uh, that covers the oil pan, but boy, putting them to the motor mounts—that that's a, a damn good place to stick uh, right. put out them to. They yeah, and I don't, room. I don't know if I would have been able to with my little teeny weeny, you know, mom ratchet would have loosened those bolts without the. <laughs> Those power tools. You know, I wasn't there, and I don't want to say anything bad about your friend's husband, but the way you the way you strip threads out of a on a I'm sorry, th strip threads on a bolt is by using was, by using the impact to run the bolt. Uh, I'm sorry, the nut down on it without starting it by hand or using a ratchet or a wrench. So, quick tip for you guys out there that haven't already learned this the hard way. Uh, don't hold the nut and, and hit it with 200 pounds of air pressure going because <laughs> you will strip it out. I actually think he had it turn. I don't, I don't remember how that happened. You have, to, have, you have to start it. it by hand and make sure that it's in the threads properly oh. because the, the, uh, the impact gun 
is going to turn that nut. It's going to hammer the hell out of it. And it doesn't care if there's threads on it or not. Right. <laughs> it's going to make its own threads, damn it. So, yeah, it's uh, uh, so it's like the shop teacher told me uh, when we were sanding by hand and, and Mr. Simpson had all these sanding tools, power tools around. Why well, can't we use those? He goes, because you'll mess up the project really quick with those. Right. So, well, you know, the, one of them came loose pretty easily. It was the one on the driver's side that was really hard. Mm. And that was at a weird angle to get to it. Oh, yeah. All righty. Well, interesting stuff. Glad you got that on there. I know you'll feel a lot better when you're hitting all those, yeah. uh, those things off, off road. Well, I might not say, are you sure as much? No, you will. Uh, uh, let's, uh, <laughs> let's get over to our, our fireside chat. We can have more fun. <laughs> I think it's yeah. cold everywhere now. It's chilly. It, it is. Uh, the temperature, fire feels you know, it's good. Funny, I, I heard the weatherman this morning say something. We have a cold front moving in. The temperature is going to start warming up. <laughs> I don't think he had had his coffee yet. This morning. No. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I heard the weatherman say today, close that door. There's a draft coming in. <laughs> no, actually, we've uh, we had a little bit of an ice storm uh, roll through recently. And oh, wow. uh, thankfully, the brunt of it was uh, to the east of me. So uh, I, I didn't it didn't get too much here. Uh, two mornings ago, uh, there was a lot of uh, frozen trees and frozen grass, and uh, and the overpasses were a little slick and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, that that has uh, has definitely been a nice reminder. It's like, hey, uh, yeah, winter's here, and your Jeep's not done yet. So so, so that would have been a cold brunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You here so. are a nerd. <laughs> So, so if you guys I, uh, don't if you guys don't know, uh, Josh is over there, uh, over on the west coast. Tammy's on the east coast, and I'm right here in the the central part of the United States, down low, uh, real close to Houston. So we're all across the United States. So whenever all I, the bases covered, yeah. So whenever I say it's cold everywhere, that's what I'm referring to. It's it's cold all and three locations. Cold for Tony is about seventy two. Yeah, right, that's true. Very <laughs> true. Uh, I have yeah, it, this time of year. If I go out barefooted after about. Uh, ten minutes, my my feet are getting a little a little nippy. Or you go out barefoot out here right now, you're liable to come back in with frostbite. Yeah, <laughs> it's forty two. It's forty two out right now, according to the the computer. Oh, oh that's, that's well, that's cold. that's about what it is here, I think. Yeah, we're yeah we're in the we're in the mid forties. But your here, cold, but, uh, Josh, is a lot different because it's that wet. Yeah, cold. yeah. My my cold is typically wet and a little more mild than say Tammy's cold. It's uh, a it's more of a depressing cold. That's why they uh, people kill themselves out there. <laughs> yeah. So let me tell you real quick. I know you guys have been wondering about my uh, running hot on the highway issue. Oh yes, we have. <laughs> <laughs> It's been every playing my every thought. So I just I just want to report that in in the forty degree fifty degree temperatures I can drive eighty miles an hour and I never hit one hundred and ninety degrees. Oh wow! <laughs> so when these rat ass bastards that I've been asking on forums for the past you know ten years about you know how hot does your 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 jeep run and they say mine never gets above 180 degrees uh it never gets above 175 some people goes it, it's like 10 degrees you know and you go why what you got the same lift you got the same tires you got the everything's the same it's even the same year why is mine doing this i know why well bes besides the inaccuracy of the uh, of the the sensor and the, the gauge you know that they apparently got down at tg and y uh now there's a timely reference uh <laughs> to put in our jeeps uh, it has to do with the how much uh, what the temperature of the air is. 
Uh, I mean, I, I literally can drive 3,000 RPMs at 80 miles an hour with my 456 gears and 33-inch tires. Do the math. And <laughs> it, it, oh, there would be no math. Be math. And I, I may see 210 by the time I get home. And that's after a 21-mile drive. And at least uh, five miles of that is 70 or 80 miles an hour. So do not have to watch the, uh, the temperature gauge this time of year. That's for sure. Well, that's a little bit of peace of mind and, and glad to know. I'd, I am still a little ways away from my own little bit of peace of mind. I've been dealing with uh, a long-time project of uh, doing a rear main seal and a bunch of other stuff, including uh, repairing a header uh, and uh, doing a lot of engine refreshing, uh, so to speak. I haven't done a full engine rebuild, but I might as well have with everything that I've taken off of this thing at this point and for as long as that I've put into it. Yes. Uh, but the uh, <laughs> Yeah, because I, I've been down since, uh, let's see, the Jeep's been apart since... 1942. <laughs> I think it's August, uh, late August, I, I think is the last time the Jeep was running. So uh, it's been in my garage ever since and uh, and been getting worked on when I have time. And uh, time for me, spare time for me is, is something that's at a, a very high commodity or a very uh, uh, high premium. So I don't have a lot of it. And when I do have um, a little bit of free time, unfortunately, where I'm at with a stage of things requires me to invest two or three hours in the Jeep at a time. And that much free time with me right now on my calendar is... is it's few and far between. Um, but I did manage to get the uh, rear main seal done and the oil pan back on all buttoned up. And I got a little tech tip for you guys. If any of you are out there doing a rear main seal or you're uh, thinking about tackling one, not that hard, you can do it. Um, just you know, do some research and, uh, and you know, find some uh, good write-ups online. I'll be posting my own write-up uh, here very soon once this thing is all buttoned up and I go through the pictures and everything else. But uh, the the factory service manual says that uh, it's a good idea for you to use a bolt with the head cut off and a slot put in it um, that you can use to locate and keep up the uh, the oil pan gasket uh, while you're while you're um, putting it in before you put in the oil pan. Well, uh, I decided that that wasn't going to work out for me. The oil pan gasket was sliding around too much on the uh, on the bolts that I had created. So what I did was I used some old zip ties. And these are cut zip ties, and I just grabbed a few off the uh, off the uh, the shop floor, and and uh, was able to uh, modify them to what I needed. Now these are just your standard. Um, I got I think these were from the 11 inch zip ties that I got at Harbor Freight. So just to go show you how convenient and uh, and easily accessible these things are. Now what I did, and for the uh, for our live viewers and for our YouTube viewers, I'm holding up um, a, a section of the zip tie, and I cut off about I'm going to say about five and a half to six inches, and I put a little bit of a notch. I fold it in half, and I put a little bit of notch on one end. And uh, what that's going to do is enabled me to uh, to sh shove this thing up into the block, into some of the bolt holes. And when this thing's up in the block and pinched, um, the uh, the you can spread out the bottom half of the of the zip tie. And once you thread on, so to speak, the uh, the oil pan gasket, uh, the the tension of the uh, of the zip tie wanting to spread itself apart will actually keep the oil pan gasket in place and allow you to finagle that oil pan into position, uh, not mess up that RTV that you put in the corners and uh, and get everything buttoned up and put in the right place. And of course, very easy to pull straight out when uh, when it's time to remove them. So just a little tip trick for you guys. If you are in the need of replacing an oil pan gasket or doing a rear main seal, uh, take a tip from me, use a zip tie instead of a cutoff bolt. Uh, it might make things a little bit easier for you. That's a cool idea. You can also just roll the Jeep over and... <laughs> 
That's yeah. what I was thinking, actually. <laughs> just lay it I was down like, you know, flat. <laughs> you know, it was like, it's like, wouldn't it be a lot easier just to roll this thing onto an, uh, like a rotisserie of some kind? Oh, just yes. Yeah, flip it over and everything's done from the bottom, you know, from, uh, from you know, with the Jeep upside down. That Make a great nice. YouTube video, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's that Jeep doing down in the pit? <laughs> well, once you see what happened was. They're so cute when they're sleeping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, look, he's on his back. You haven't, um, and you, I'm sorry, uh, real quick, you haven't actually even tested that uh, repaired exhaust manifold yet, have you? No, I haven't. Uh, it's been one thing after another, and it, it's been this, one of these things where it's like, well, while you're in there, you might as well do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's one of those things where my, my list has gone, you know, it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's, it's one of these things where it's like, you know, I probably should have just retired from jeeping for like two years and and rebuilt this engine, completely redid the exhaust, and just gone through this thing, bumper to bumper, and and just redo everything. Well, do That's this, of Josh. Course insane. Do, <laughs> so. do this, Josh. Go find you a, because they're getting more and more rare. Go find you a uh, rebuildable 4.0 and mm-hmm. get you a stand and start working on it, and then you know yeah, get, it, get it all put I'm together. Plan on doing. Yeah. Get it all together. I mean, the compression test worked out pretty good. Uh, I'm sitting right where I need to be on all on all six cylinders. What? What do you got? Um, the oil looks good. The all all the internals look really good. Everything was in spec. Um, there was nothing that that really stood out to me. Like you know, hey, uh, you're going to need to be doing a rebuild here real soon. Mm-hmm. That being said, it does have over two hundred and fifty thousand miles on it, or something like mm-hmm. that. So, uh, you know, it's only got it's only good for so many miles. You know, right. eventually they start to get tired. And uh, and they need to be replaced or rebuilt. So so, so what uh, was the? Do you remember what the compression test? Uh, uh, no, because I did that like three months ago. Okay, and I, but I've it was got, it I've was got, where I've got the numbers written down on there, and they were all about the same, all six cylinders. Uh, yeah, they were within. Uh, I want to say within like five or six. Oh, perfect. Of each other, if that even. Yeah, uh, I, I think that was the biggest. The Seems biggest like five percent so. is what you want it to be. Uh, that might be uh, that might be a little low. Anyway, I, I'm sorry, Tammy interrupted no, you. No, what no, uh, right. What was it? Uh, what did I you? Know, I was for just going to quick say too, Josh. Um, you're yeah. like my husband. It's like, you know, he has a list that's like two things, and all of a sudden there needs to be three, four, and the project never gets done. Well, fortunately for me, it is thing. getting done. It's just slowly but surely. So, Not fast you know, enough for. I'm definitely for, ready for some instant gratification. <laughs> but, uh, I'm going to try and get some uh, uh, get some time in this weekend and button some things up. I would love to hear this thing run. It has been so long since I've heard this thing run, especially without an exhaust leak. So that's going to be uh, a nice little bit of a of a pleasant surprise as well to hear this thing without an exhaust leak. Um. So Tony, I was going to say um, earlier when you were talking about the guy who suggested I do a four inch lift and I was like, huh, what are you talking about? Um, I get so many suggestions on a daily basis. <laughs> you need to make your Jeep this big. No, you need to put this on it. So that's, oh, yeah. I just want to clarify that's, I was like, which one was he talking about? So anyway, I'm excited because tomorrow I am heading up to um, the mall to meet a guy who is going to let me try out this new product from Jeep Needs. It's um, a safety device making your high lift jack easier to work. It's called the D-Lift Adapter, or short, DLA. Um, And he's going to give me one to test it out, see how I like it. And then if I feel like it, I think I might (laughs) ship it out to Tony... And let him try it out. Um, 
And I'm maybe I can talk the guy. This thing comes in so many different colors, Josh. But guess oh, you what? Think you might be able to finagle a purple out of him. Yeah, I'm going to say, you know what? You're missing one color. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you know what you need. <laughs> you know, he asked me about colors, uh, and uh, I said, no, I think yellow is perfect. I want to be able to find this thing when I need it. Right. And the interesting thing was, and I, I don't want to give too much away, but the interesting thing was, you can actually attach this to the high lift jack and leave it attached there all the time. And what it does is it actually uh, attaches to the D-ring. So it's not like you got to remove your D-ring from your from your bumper. Right. It just goes right on the D-ring. It latches in there. It's not coming off. And, uh, well, uh, well, we'll have more information for right. uh, on it here in, 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 in upcoming episodes. But a really cool little product. And uh, just a quick clarification because uh, I had the same problem uh, that you did, uh, Tammy. It's not Jeep needs. It's Jeep's needs oh that's why i couldn't find it yep uh, so if you're if you want to yes if you want to go check out the website it's jeeps plural needs also plural dot com and it's a, a i mean this thing is not it's not welded they just bent like you know half inch steel into into this this thing so it's just like this hunk of metal again another great thing to stick on yeah. a stick and beat zombies to death Good with Lord. there you yeah. go <laughs> <laughs> They made it in pink, but not purple. Well, they got uh, they got oh, taste, you know. priorities, <sighs> demand, all that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I envy you, Tammy. That should uh, that be should be fun. Yeah. Uh, getting that in your uh, hot little hands, and uh, I'm uh, I'm interested uh, about hearing uh, what it's uh, what it's like, how heavy it is, and, and how it works out. But you'll be uh, you guys will be hearing a lot more about this uh, this product from us uh, here in the upcoming uh, shows, probably by next week. Yep, hopefully. Alrighty then. I think it's time for us to uh, get out of this campfire. Uh, let's pour some water on that. Very yeah, good. I was gonna say, who brought the water? <laughs> yeah, wine tends to uh, make the the flame. Yeah, flare that out, would Tammy. not be good. <laughs> Wasting wine, I know. So let's get over to Wheeling Where with Josh. This is where we talk about what events are coming up in your neck of the woods and, of course, around the nation. Not a lot going on in the winter months as far as shows or, or, or runs go. Uh, we do have a charity event coming up here very soon in my neck of the woods, the Bree and Bub Off-Road 5th Annual Christmas Party. All proceeds of this are going to Candlelighters for Children with Cancer. Uh, they do this each and every year, and they raise a lot of money for a very good cause. There will be a raffle. Tickets are $1 each or 6 for just 5 bucks. This will be an, on December 20th at 6 p.m. at the Pizza Baron on 122nd and Division. I plan on going. I will be there. I hope to see you there as well. Don't forget Jeep Junkies, wherever you're wheeling, if you pack it in, pack it out. Let's leave our outdoor recreation spots in as good, if not better condition than when we arrive. Always, always tread lightly. Stay on designated trails and don't wheel where you're not supposed to. That's it for this week, guys. If you got an event coming up in your area, let's get the word out. Whether it's a show and shine, a cruise in, a club run, a fundraiser, or a huge event like the Easter Jeep Safari, let us know by giving us a call or sending us an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, Jeepers, we know you guys are making purchases all the time. We see it in our Amazon You Bought What segment, which will be returning next week, by the way. Next time you guys order your Jeep parts, ask the business if they know about the Jeep Talk Show. Let them know just how much you enjoy the podcast. And if you're buying a product or service from a vendor because of a review or a discussion you heard here on the show, let that vendor know. And if they don't already know about the show, be sure and tell them about the one and only Jeep Talk Show. Ah, uh, yes, the one and only Jeep Talk Show. And, uh, of course, we're always available on uh, Facebook. Tammy and I actually work the Facebook thing together now. And uh, so you may be seeing things posted from Tammy or posted from me. And uh, you may be answered by either one of us. 
So uh, make sure you get, uh, if, you, if you care, ask who you're talking to. Right. <laughs> so, Facebook.com slash Jeep Talk Show. Right. Find us there. Make sure you guys like us, and we hope to see you around. And you uh, could also find uh, Tammy and I on uh, on the Twitter. Uh, that's also uh, Jeep Talk Show. That's Twitter.com slash Jeep Talk Show. And uh, we're on Instagram. Uh, you just have to do a search for Jeep Talk Show. Uh, we're uh, we're in pretty much anything is social media. Uh, Google Plus, uh, mm-hmm. we're on there. I, I think you get more out of uh, Google Plus with uh, Tammy and, and, and I's personal account, but we are on uh, the Google Plus with uh, the Jeep Talk Show. So anyway, uh, you guys, uh, uh, we really appreciate you being here, and uh, please check us out on the social media. Please check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show, and subscribe. We need some subscribers over there. We've got uh, a Absolutely. thousand subscribers on the, at the old show uh uh, YouTube site, but only like 179. I mean, what what's the dang deal there? Come on, guys. That's a great way to make sure that you guys don't miss a thing. We're, of course, broadcasting live every Thursday night, 10 mm-hmm. p.m. Central on YouTube, as well as on JeepTalkShow.com. Yep, yep. So anyway, this is uh, Tony, and uh, for Tammy and Josh, this is uh, the end of the show where we all go away and do things that we want to do instead of... Bye-bye! See you later! (laughs) Instead of being here on camera. So anyway, you guys have a great Jeep week. See you later. It's right in front of you, Tammy. (laughs) (laughs) Warning, the Jeep Talk Show is intended for entertainment purposes only. Use as directed. Any relation to actual information, real Jeeps, or persons living or dead are purely coincidental. The Jeep Talk Show is not responsible for lost or stolen items, and some assembly is required. For a full list of restrictions and contest rules, see store for details. Batteries not included. The Jeep Talk Show is for external use only. Contents under pressure. Side effects may include vertigo, uncontrollable laughter, or greasy discharge, and false kung fu powers. The Jeep Talk Show and its contents are known to cause cancer in the state of California. It is probably not a federal law to use this product in a manner inconsistent with its labeling. The Jeep Talk Show may be a choking hazard. Keep out of reach of small children. All safety precautions must be observed when using the Jeep Talk Show. If you feel you've reached this recording in error, please hang up and try your call again.